Welcome to Brand Appeal, where we talk about brand storytelling in the digital age. I'm your host, Shannon Peel, and today I talked with Claire Vaughn about personal branding and how important it is, how to do it, and where to do it. Whether you're a business owner or you want to just get a new job or maybe a promotion, personal branding is important. So keep listening to find out how you can tell your brand story. Claire, thank you so much for dropping in today and talk to me about Brand Appeal. And I got one question for you. What is it okay. going to be known for? Well, I am known for it. Uh, personal branding is is my jam. <laughs> Perfect, because personal branding is so important. It is so important. Yes, definitely. Look what when you look at branding and personal branding. How is personal branding different than regular like business branding? Um, well, basically your personal brand is is kind of a living breathing thing it's what people think about you when you walk into a room what they think about you on a zoom call what they think about you when they do a google search on you so there's so many aspects of it really not something that you can just kind of throw away it's literally how you present yourself how you speak there's so many elements of it but it's really how someone feels about you whether they like you whether they trust you and whether they want to work with you so so many things go into it but don't let that scare you that you can take control of it you can do this it's not that big of a deal you don't have to be like oh my god yeah it's kind of a cool thing because you can work on it there's so many things that you can do to be proactive and that's the great thing about it say i'm my kids age and i'm just mm-hmm. getting into the job market i've been on social media with my friends but not a ton you know there's not mm-hmm. a ton out there because i don't know i don't want my mom seeing what i'm up to mm-hmm. What would you, I'm coming right out of university. You're very, very fresh. You maybe don't have that much expertise, but you you really need to start cultivating an expertise in something, probably what you you know want to get a job in. And I would cultivate that sharing information, giving your opinion on this topic. You know, if I was going to share something about personal branding, I would say this is why personal branding is so important and maybe show something that kind of leads to that. When you don't really have your expertise laid out there, then I would lean on somebody else's other articles articles people have written and then just kind of say, this is what, you know, what I believe, this is why I think X, Y, and Z. That would be kind of, you know, sharing other people's content mm-hmm. to kind of raise your, your authority and your visibility. Always be cultivating your authority at some point to really, because you could share other people's content and that's great. You're known as a curator of content by people that maybe want to connect with you, but you're really not going to have people that say, Hey, I really want to, to speak with you. I want to work with you and that kind of thing. So cultivating your authority and your knowledge is going to be the thing that really connects people to you. If I'm 23 and I'm mm-hmm. looking to go out into the work world mm-hmm. or in the next year or so, like let's say I'm in my last year of university, I really need to be paying attention to what articles are being written by industry leaders and people and research sites harvard business review or forbes or an entrepreneur whatever Mm -hmm. it is but if i come up with that and i do a research paper on that Mm -hmm. because most university kids know how to do a research paper and they know how to cite and they know how to link back to these 
Thanks you can essentially, site. other people will take, they'll write blogs and then they'll kind of parse out pieces of the blogs as content. You can essentially take your research paper and parse out pieces of that as information for other people based on research and things that you have found. You're not the one that's like, I have this over 15 years of experience that I kind of lean into. You're just saying, hey, I did this research and here's what I have deduced. And this is my opinion on it. Yes. From my point of view. Right. as a 23 or 24 year old. The reason I wanted to start there was mm-hmm. you, it doesn't matter how new you are. No, it, yeah, it doesn't you matter. You still have a personal brand that you can mm-hmm. create. Yeah. In order to get going. Like a lot of people go, oh, no one will hire me because I have no experience. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to get experience. You need to yeah. show it. Show what you know. Mm-hmm. Creating your own website, creating your own blog, that kind of thing can really help in, in that kind of that research paper way of doing it. That is a really good way of doing that. But you have to show that you have an opinion, that you are smart, that you are a go-getter, that you, all these kind of things. And that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say I'm a small business owner and someone's told me, you know, you really need to get out from behind that logo. Mm-hmm. and be the face of your business because people want to connect with you mm-hmm. not the logo right what kind of thing should that person be doing you have expertise and hopefully you know the type of things that your ideal client wants to know and that's the type of information that you need to be sharing you always sprinkle in wins and, t- and talking about your business as well but so many times people If they're going to post on social media, they basically just post their wins, just post salesy sounding content and that kind of thing. I call a lot of it the yay me posts. But if it's this constant, yay me, look what I did. Yay me. You're just kind of like, I'm over it. You know, I may not completely unconnect with you, but I might unfollow you so I don't see your stuff anymore because I'm bored. So don't bore people, give people information that they actually want to know. You have knowledge, show people that you are an authority on this subject and also kind of layer that in with wins and things like that about your business. People want to connect with human beings. They want to know that they are being heard and seen. And you can really only do that through storytelling, through sharing content, through sharing just information and things that we all should have an idea, especially if you had a business for a while, you know what your pain point, the pain points for your ideal audience are. And a lot of times they're the same pain points that you have as a business owner. So talk about those, share stories, connect with people. And that is going to be what connects them um, and makes them want to work with you, hire you, all that sort of stuff. You've touched on a few things there. Once again, if you're a business owner and you're just building out your personal brand for the first time, Mm-hmm. you can go back to curating content by, right. let's say you don't have a lot of blog posts to share or whatever. You can yeah. still go back to curating content and share your opinion on that content, mm-hmm. create that research paper and your opinions of what this person said and that person said, and bring mm-hmm. them together to back up what you say. Right. Go to Statistica, Statista and find infographics with graphs and stats and things Mm -hmm. back up yeah i mean all of that yeah a research paper is essentially it is a blog i mean that blogs that that they want written now should be two thousand words they need to have links out so you essentially a blog is a research paper so if you're going to write a research paper put it online yeah (laughs) obviously don't uh, plagiarize (laughs) but yeah if it's your content make sure you put it online and then you can you know cite pieces from it 
Mm-hmm. Make it into a video as you know, use parts of it as a script. So there's so many ways to, to do that. Let's talk about content as in type of content. Okay. There's so many different ways to say your story, as you said, which way is the most popular right now? Personally, I think you need to be doing all of it. Omnichannel is a much better way than just sticking to one thing because you're not beholden to one platform. If I only blog, I basically am just hoping that, you know, Google will SEO my content and it'll get in front of people. Right. But if I blog and I post it on social media and I create a video on YouTube, I make it into a reel. I put it on TikTok. I put it on all of the platforms. There are so many ways you can take this one piece of content and make many pieces of content about, you know, about it. That's the way to go. And obviously sharing your opinion about other people's, there's like a trending article or a trending video. Definitely make your opinion known so that you can increase your visibility there. I don't think you should only look at one platform or one type of content because there's so many ways to increase your visibility that if you only focus on one, so many people recently have had their certain platforms have been taken away from them Mm -hmm. or an algorithm change will make their blog no longer visible on either YouTube or on, on Google. You don't be beholden to only one, make sure you're really everywhere. So if one, you have to tweak one, go like, Oh, why did that blog go down? You're in the process of fixing that, but you still have a lot of followers on LinkedIn or on Instagram. Omnichannel is the way to go. Love that answer. Absolutely love that answer because you're right. It is about talking to people in the way that they like to consume content. Some people like to consume video. Some people like to consume audio. Some people like to consume, just scan and read the headers, right? Yep. I'm the last one. Okay. You know, I just want to scan, see what there is, go on to the next thing. That's the fastest way for me to consume content. Right. But other people are different and that's why it's important to have all the different ways. And I like the fact that you're saying, you know, you have to be on a lot of different platforms in that you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You don't. And that's, you know, one have your whole business on Facebook. Well, what happens when, if heaven forbid, the regulators shut it down for one reason or another? I got into a thing where I was trying to run an ad. For some reason that they flagged my ad. Nothing was in the ad. It wasn't crazy. I mean, it's literally talking about personal branding and I had to go back and I, and they basically like, we shut down your account. I'm like, what, what? I've never done anything that, and so I went back and I fought because that's just who I am. I'm like, are you kidding me? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. We have no idea why that happened. Unlock. So there are people that if their business thrives on only doing Facebook ads, some random mistake that somebody made that shut down your account can totally mess up your entire pipeline. Well, and considering the fact how hard it is to find an actual person at Facebook to help you. Exactly. Yeah. It is a little hard. I've, I've done been doing this long enough that I've, yeah, you're sometimes like, I don't even know how to do this. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. It's hard. And yeah. they keep changing it. Yes. You know, every time I go in there, there's something new, something different. Yes. They're no longer paying attention to their core business and their no. core reason for being, because they're trying to be everything to everyone. Yep. And it's just causing more noise. And mm-hmm. as they found out, people are leaving the platform because it's no longer what they signed up for. Right. And I mean, I know people that like literally started their whole business based on a Facebook group, Mm -hmm. having people in a group that they could connect to. I'm like, oh my God, that is the worst thing you could do. Get their emails right now (laughs) so that 
if something happens, yeah, you're beholden to an algorithm change. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden, Facebook groups used to have a great visibility when you would post in them, then all of a sudden an algorithm changes and you used to have 40% of your people connected to you on that group would see your content. An algorithm change makes it 10% and now you have to run ads yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a racket. So multiple ways to get to people and you have to just, you have to be ready to change in the marketing world. You have to be ready to change at all times. It's the whole, they give it to you. So you get used to it and then they take it away. So you got to pay for ads for the whole freemium thing. You have those websites that start out and they're like free at the beginning. You're like, what's the catch? <laughs> oh, you know, I grew up in Texas and I live in Los Angeles. So it's like, oh, you want that car? Oh, did you want air conditioning? You're like, really? Of course. It's kind of things like that. It's like you in you know, Canada be like, oh, did you want heat? Yeah. <laughs> Is that important? Do you need yeah, a defroster? It, it, it's <laughs> the difference between flying Air Canada or WestJet. Okay. Yes. You know, Air Canada, yeah. you get your baggage is included in the ticket price. WestJet, you get there and it's like, how many bags or do you, mm-hmm. would you want to, and that's $20 a bag and, oh, yeah. you want to have peanuts? Well, that peanut's going to cost you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, they get you hooked. Well, they get you hooked with the uh, lower ticket price. Lower price. Air Canada has to compete. So then they start doing it the same way as, mm-hmm. and then we wonder where all the customer service went. Or yeah. where the value added went in businesses. Yeah. It's because we've taken a new model where we nickel and dime people. How can people get more reach organically? The social media world is a is a, essentially a party. It's a giant networking event. You can't just get in there and just expect people to notice you because you joined, you got into the room. You know, you can't just sit there and just shout from rooftops, "Hey, everybody, why aren't you listening to me?" Like, because it's because it's all online. It's virtual. They're not. Yeah. So you have to be part of the community. You have to go and find other people's content. The platforms will reward you if you are playing the game they want you to play. The game they want you to play is join the community, belong, watch other people's content, watch their videos, like it, comment, and that kind of thing. So what you do, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And there you go. Do you want likes and comments? Great. Go give them. Yeah. One thing I always tell clients and other people is pick one platform that you really like. Mm -hmm. Pick one platform you enjoy being on. Mm -hmm. You hire me to be the broadcaster on all the platforms. But now go pick that one that you really enjoy doing and every day go out and find five to 10 posts that aren't yours and make yeah. a comment. Yeah. Don't hit like, comment, ask a mm-hmm. question, make a really insightful statement, mm-hmm. but be a part, yep. try and get the dialogue going on that yeah. post exactly. and see what happens. And, and what we always do with our team is a lot of people hire us to, to do that for them. And you have to give thoughtful comments. Yes. You have to actually read what the caption is, watch the video and give a thoughtful comment. Yes. You know, and, and it doesn't have to be this long diatribe, but it's literally like, I never thought about it that way. I love your perspective. You know, there's just a way to kind of say these things. And I have a kind of a rule. It's like, it must be at least five words. If it's not five words, it's not a good comment. Yeah. I encourage people to ask a question because you yeah. want the response back response and you're back. like, okay, I read it. What kind of question could I get to app, to get, try and get more information out of them? However, there are so many posts out there where you can't ask a comment. So yeah. you're right. It has to be a thoughtful 
statement that you're making mm-hmm. about the content that's there, not just great. Well, I love it. Yeah. Thumbs or up. double yeah. thumbs up. Right. Yeah. Anything. Well, one looks- thing I was going to say about the question thing is I've been hit with the question thing and I kind of, if it comes, if people that's are using the question to basically hook you in to be, to getting part on, on their sales, going, going on their sales train, you know what I'm talking about? There's one like, tell me about yourself. I'm like, uh, no, I Wrong think many question. things. Exactly. Yeah. Question has to be, I read the content, the post that you posted. Mm-hmm. I want more information about that topic. Yeah. We we're talking about, oh, you made an interesting point here, but what about this? Yes. Or, oh, that, yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but. Couldn't it I, also I be the case really, where, yeah. 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 I don't really agree. Da, 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 or where did you come up with this idea? Cause, or mm-hmm. anything like you can challenge them. That's okay. Yeah. If, if it's, if it's not just to be pain in the ass. Yeah. Don't be <laughs> but you know, about like it. It I, has to be yeah. authentic. And I think that that's just the thing is like, you have these, these formulas or whatever, but they're, they can be used incorrectly. And you're like, I never intended you to do that because that, yeah, if it's, a, if you would find it annoying, if it was done to you, then don't do it. When you say that to somebody, they'll turn around and go say, oh, it's well, not annoying to me. Mm, oh, I hate oh that. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you got a bridge to sell me in, San, in uh, some swamp. Yeah. People want the easy way out. Mm-hmm. They're looking for the shortcut. They're looking for the way, how can I get what I want the fastest with the least amount of work and the least amount of resistance? In, especially in marketing. The reality of the situation is the ones that have those sycophantic, crazy fans are like literally like hot chicks that are in bikinis all the time. Mm-hmm. Is that you? Because yeah, those are the ones that like put out a post and everyone's like, ah, <laughs> not you in whatever business. It just doesn't exist. Funny because when we say, you know, that's sometimes our answer to some of the clients because they're they, they laugh and they're like, okay, they, I see. What they you know, mean. they know that there's some truth to that. They know but they still not. want it. And that's sometimes where you can't get them off of it. Well, they all yeah. want that viral post, right? Yeah. One <laughs> off, it's a viral post doesn't really get you anything. It's yeah. not about the viral post. Hmm. It's about how many people went through the journey to get to the end and became what and did the last thing that you wanted them to do. Well, but not only like I, I've had like viral content on LinkedIn, like viral po- uh, polls and things that I've done on LinkedIn. They've got me a lot of followers, literally just like, woo, overnight. If they, if they followed me and I didn't have anything good to talk about, then I've wasted that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you could have this viral post to get followers, but you, if you have nothing to back it up, they're not going to stay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sometimes you get those followers and they're the wrong followers. Yeah they're not the right audience because they don't connect with your content. But here's the thing. Let's say you have 10,000 followers on LinkedIn. Great. LinkedIn says, okay, when you do a post, we're going to send, we're going to show 2% and they're going to tell us whether or not we should show another 2%. Yep. They show it to 2% that really aren't interested in what you have to say. They just follow you. Yeah. You know what? Those that 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% that are interested in what you have to say didn't see you. Because this five percent did, and they didn't do anything with it. Yep, all the algorithm. <laughs> it's it, kind of like one of those things that people are just like, "What? I don't understand." But you're like, "Yeah, the algorithm 
says what what's going to happen with this post and that's the, the first like hour the first few minutes those are the most important so you want to make sure that the people that are following you really are interested in what you have to say and that you're using best practices for your content is oh, your course. content engaging do people want you know are you using yeah are you are you asking questions are you yeah that first little part of your caption does it make you want to click that read more um mm-hmm. little uh link and that kind of thing so yeah so it's it's multiple things but yes ultimately you need to have the right audience and you need to actually be speaking their language yes yeah creating content in the way that they like to consume it Yep. Making sure that there's something that they can respond to. I mean, there's different types of posts. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. There's different types of posts. You've got the posts that are just, hey, look, this is, I mean, when I put out your blog post, it's like, hey, guess what? Here's a blog post with Claire. We're talking about personal branding. Mm -hmm. Not much more to it than go listen to it because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to create some sort of sentence about why they should go listen to it. It's going to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, if you want to know more about this, go listen to this. Mm -hmm. But then there's posts where you're asking a question, they go, oh, okay, I can comment on that. Mm-hmm. There's some posts where, where I'll, I'll go and I'll look and they've got this great post that they get tons of content on or tons of engagement with. Mm-hmm. And then it's like these posts that no engagement, no engagement. And then another post that they get tons of engagement on. Not Learn post. why that one did well and do that more often. Yeah, and that's what they end up doing. But it's mm-hmm. don't, expect every post yeah to be the one that gets all the engagement because that post like you've got this great post mm-hmm. then you put in a post about an offer that you have mm-hmm. or something that you're selling and that doesn't go as well well because people don't really share or comment, comment. on mm-hmm. a sales thing yeah but yeah yep. you still need to have that offer there so people know what it is that you do right Yep. Because too you often we're spending so much time on trying to get those content out that people engage with mm-hmm. that people then go, okay, well, that's great, but I really don't know what it is that you do. Because mm-hmm. you never talk about what you do because nobody ever says, hey, I like that. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So it's, it's definitely there, there. You have to share multiple types of content, multiple platforms. And yeah, some work better than others. But you, and you kind of learn and tweak. Always learn and tweak. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Why did you get into personal branding? Like, what was it that you thought? Okay, this is what I want to do. Um, it was it was organic. It wasn't. This is what I'm going to do. And I did research and I said, hey, that's the thing for me. I st- used to live in New York. I did marketing for Fortune 500 companies, financial services, uh, software. Um, I did a lot of event marketing and things like that. And I went into acting and so did all my acting classes and I got out and I had no experience, but I knew how to market myself. So definitely for commercial print and commercials, I was able to say, to brand myself and say, this is the type of role that I'm good for. So the casting directors could see my headshot, could see my reel and say, this is, this is what she's right for. And that kind of led to actors coming to me and saying, Hey, I I want you to personally brand me. Can you, can you get all of this website, social media, make sure I'm doing everything right. I used to have a blog that I would, um, that I would do regularly. And um, from there, I started a business with my co-founder and we would brand people for online dating and LinkedIn. And I was, in um we were in I was in San Francisco to be on Jason Calacanis's podcast it was it was an in-person one 
And um, he's a well-known angel investor. And he basically was like, you basically started at the bottom of the market. And he's like, go up, go upscale, go deal with, you know, with, with executives, deal with CXO level individuals and brand them. Yeah. And that is what we started doing in 2019. And then we were really just primed and ready for the world to go completely online because that's what we did. So a lot of people kind of came to us going like, oh my God, I, things have dried up because I don't have my in-person networking anymore. Help. And that's just, it, it was just a very, you know, it was, it, we were in the right place at the right time. So that is essentially how it started. And our very first client was an angel investor that invested in our other business. And we told him, Hey, this is what we're thinking of also, you know, starting this business. And he's like, great. I want to be your first client. And it was literally just an informational thing. We weren't like selling him or anything. We're just like, what do you think? What are you, you know, this, this is a good idea. Do you have any? Yeah. And he was our first client, still a client. Yeah. So that's how it started. It was very, very organic based on the, based on our expertise. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we do. I mean, every, everyone gets the, all of our concierge clients essentially get the Claire Bond package. What we do for me, we do for everyone else. We basically test everything on me first to go like that worked, that didn't. And now let's move it out to the clients. And that is essentially how we do it. So it's it's all based on learning and we're constantly, you know, ideating and changing and we have a big team. So yeah, it just happens super organically. Well, they must have been meant to be doing it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> For people to believe in you and want to work with you and encourage you and can keep you in mind in order to mm -hmm. say, hey, look, Claire, I think you should be doing this, Claire. I think you should be doing it for me. But but ultimately it was it was the fact that I was doing it for myself and people took notice and they're like, wow, I want that. Yeah. And you and they could see what I was doing and how it worked and how it looked good and how they could kind of see how comments and all the things were increasing. And they were like, wow, I want some of that. So I feel like a lot of times people are like, I'm going to do this, but they don't really have anything to substantiate what they're doing. They don't, they don't do it for themselves. They don't do it for others. They're just kind of like, I'm going to do this. And it's, it's a much more of an uphill battle than kind of figuring it out on your own and then getting, yeah, then you get clients from that. I love how you figured it out on your own. Like that was one of the big things when my kids were young, I ran a daycare and I would know when kids came from another daycare into mine because they would show up and go, okay, what are we doing next? How does this toy work? what's this, what's the schedule? Every time they come to me, I'm like, figure it out. If you can't figure it out, then come back and I'll help mm -hmm. you. But you got to go try first. Yeah. And that's how I raised my kids to figure it out, which is great because most people don't do that though. They are very <laughs> self-reliant. They can figure it out. They know what they want. They figure out how to get it. Yeah. Um, made for harder parenting as teenagers. Mm -hmm. You know, my son wanted to know what would happen if he jumped the U S border. You found out, <laughs> you know, you know, these things just happen. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes for an interesting, interesting stories is what it makes up for. But in the Definitely. end, what it makes for is independent, self-reliant, independent, hardworking people who can see solutions, mm -hmm. not problems. Mm -hmm. Like you see the problem, but you're focused on the solution. Yeah. You have, well, as, as small business owners for our business, we had to learn how to do this stuff. I mean, there were so many times that we would hire experts to do stuff. And we're like, I know more than you do. 
And so we started really, basically my co-founder and I just really learned how to do everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. He became the expert in blogging and SEO and all that kind of stuff. And I became the expert in, uh, you know, social media and, and videos and all of these. We basically just did everything, the two of us. And then we would hire people to help us. But we basically started realizing it's like, I would rather learn how to do this myself, do it right. And then teach people to do it right. Rather than having someone come in with their wrong way of doing things, or they basically learned something five years ago. And we are not even doing that anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's, that's essentially what, what it is. And I think that if you're constantly ideating and you are staying on top of the constant changing world of marketing, then that makes you kind of at the forefront of it. And that's what we make sure that we're doing. It, it doesn't, it's not something that just like, okay, this worked for me five years ago. It's going to work now. You will be sadly, yeah, five years ago, you could talk to Facebook. (laughs) Now you've got to come through all sorts of machinations to find a human to talk to. And yes, so it's very, very, it's a very different world. Well, with every algorithm change, change, it changes. Mm -hmm. And you have to always be learning. I'm a generalist in that I do strategy. So I understand how the pieces come together. But you need specialists to actually put those pieces together Mm -hmm. so that they can go, okay, you know what? I know Facebook. I know how to, I know all the ins and outs. I know all the little Mm -hmm. things, the way I can squeeze another few more impressions out of this. But if I just do this, Mm -hmm. that takes someone that is in Facebook all the time that understands it, that's reading about it, that's engaging with other people who do Facebook marketing Mm-hmm. And that's why those specialists are so important. Yep, I agree. But can a specialist kind of pigeonhole themselves so badly that when something changes, that all of a sudden they're kind of, uh oh, now I got to go learn something completely different? Yeah, that's why it, it definitely omnichannel in, mul- in multiple ways. Yeah, you need to know. Um, maybe you learn the hard way with all the changes that happened to Facebook. You're like, wow, I need to learn Google marketing. I need to learn other, other places to do marketing. So definitely be aware that things can change in your world and how you can pivot. So when it comes to the marketing funnel, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the awareness, the interest, credibility, uh, decision-making close and loyalty, which area do you like to play in? I mean, we have to play in all of them. Yeah, (laughs) We're constantly my favorite. if we, if tomorrow Santa comes down and says, Claire, you're only allowed to do one thing. What is it going to be? You're going to be playing in the brand awareness, getting leads. Or are you going to be paying in the decision-making where they're helping people make a decision? Or are you going to be in that call to action? Well, I'm the, I'm the face. So brand awareness is where I really always am. So I do all of it. Um, but brand awareness is essentially my job. So it's understanding how, or how platforms people engage with platforms and what, mm-hmm. you know, how they engage with the information, what they're there for, what, what they're doing there to begin with, where their mindset is when they're there is really important to understanding which message you put there. Mm-hmm. How, and you I love the fact that you do the omni-channel because that mm-hmm. is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. There is, a way to tell a story on social media. There's a way to tell a story on a blog. There's a way to tell a story in the FAQs. There's mm-hmm. a way to tell a story in the call to action. Yeah. You have to understand it all in order to 
pull all those pieces together, but you really do need a team. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a one person show and I'm like, okay, you know what? Wow. Team, please. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a lot. It is a lot. How long did it take you to get to a point where you could actually start hiring people? I mean, we, we have people for like our other business, but we did spend money at the very beginning, our own money to help us get off the ground. So it's obviously going to be a lot harder if you're not spending your own money to hire help. Cause, and, and you're, yeah, you're a little upside down for a while. And then eventually it evens out one business was helping pay for the other and things like that. Um, so yeah, I just knew I needed to free up time and have availability to do certain things. So I did hire certain things out. So there were kind of times when, yeah, you're, the money that you would have made went in straight back into the business. That is how we did it until it really just got to a point where it just, it scaled. So if you can do that, that is what I would, would advise. You ha- There's a point, and obviously my, my co-founder, I have a co-founder, so he was able to take a lot of stuff off my plate when I was actually doing a lot of the working, getting the clients ready and helping them with their, their building their stuff and connecting with things. Um, I have literally had to just pull myself, and, and it's, we've done it with hiring. I basically have people, I'm like, you are now going to do that. You are now going to do that. You are now. So we have about like 10 people and we have other staff um, beyond that we have blog you know writers and people like that that are not full-time employees um but yeah it's it took a while and and ultimately you have to kind of start shifting the stuff to somebody else because i have to be the face i have to be doing interviews i have to be doing videos and content and things like that and i have to be a production machine mm-hmm. um, and i can't be stuck doing the work anymore Sometimes you can free yourself faster if you can hire because it's, it is really hard to keep all the balls in the air, especially when you say you're like, I'm trying to keep the current clients happy and I'm trying to bring in new clients. And that sometimes is too much. (laughs) Yeah. Cause when it's as big a nut to crack as what you need to crack, like you're not Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, we're going to help you build the following on Facebook. You're like, we're going to do it right. Mm-hmm. We're going to have multiple channels into your funnel. Mm-hmm. From there, we're going to have multiple channels that they can engage with in order to get them to go further down into the funnel yeah. and become clients. And, and the messaging is different based on the platform too. Exactly. exactly. The content that you share on Instagram, we have clients that are on Instagram and LinkedIn, it is different content. Sometimes it can be the same, but the people are different. So yes, it's, it's many different things. It's not just like one piece go everywhere. It's, it's a different way of doing it. Yes. When you do it right. Correct. But you have to have the time to do it right. You have to have the resources right. to do it right. Right. But that's it, the yeah, difference between what you do, your, cause what you were describing, how you took your money and invested it into the business. Money would come in, it would go into the business to pay these people and you weren't getting money, but it scaled. And as it scaled, then you started making money. What you were doing was building a business. Mm-hmm. You were being a business person, yep. not just self-employed. Self-employed is you created a job for yourself. Right. And then there's the whole entrepreneur thing, which is a, a specific kind of business person. Right. So how would you describe or define the word entrepreneur? I mean, sometimes people that are, that are doing MLMs call themselves entrepreneurs. And I don't consider that to be 
an entrepreneur. You know, I'm a little old school in, in, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's old school, but I actually had a startup and I would go out for funding and angel investing. I'm pitching my business. That is an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people, and you look at some of them are famous now and they've built these unicorns and things like that. Those are guys, those are people, guys, gals, whatever, that, that literally had a great idea and they built that. And those are entrepreneurs from with entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Um, I literally was reading kind of about the person that started Canva and I, me and my team were just like, thank you for Canva. So excited. Right. Cause you don't have to do everything in Photoshop. It just makes it easier. And the swapping of the, of oh, yeah. the materials and yeah. And, and that's somebody that's like, I see a need, I'm going to fill it. Mm-hmm. So to me, that is an entrepreneur is that literally you see a gap, you see an opportunity to help in a market that you are an expert in and you see a way that you can make it better. And that's what you do. So that is what we did. So many people that are doing personal branding, they only strategize or they do a very small part of it. We actually implement and we work on the trajectory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so many other people are just like, this is what you should do. Okay, bye. And they leave. Or you have people that are doing marketing, but they don't have a strategy behind what it actually is meant to do. We essentially omni-channel, but we are kind of a fractional marketing business, fractional marketing team for individuals and for small businesses. Because I came from a marketing team, you have somebody that's an expert in everything. Mm-hmm. Put that all together, working on a goal. And there's somebody at the, you know, kind of at the top working on the strategy. And that's me and some of my strategy team working on that strategy and the rest of it, of everyone else is implementing. Yep. And the strategy part is important, but you have to know how the implementation happens. Yes. And you and it has to be done right. It has to be done right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you're right. Someone will come and say, okay, I want the website. I want Facebook. I want LinkedIn. I want, and they've got all of these people working, but nobody's talking to each other. Yes. And then yes. they wonder why it's not working, but they're spending tens of thousands of dollars. And it's like, well, yep. you need someone that's actually going to know what's happening that can draw the story out of you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times they're not even really sure what their brand story is. They get so hung up on the story or this thing that is a point in time and it's going to be the magic that'll make everything work. And you're like, no, no, no. (laughs) You have to actually put things into action. You actually have to continue to help people and show up and be there, you know, answer their burning questions, all that kind of thing. This thing by itself is not going to be this magic thing that's going to attract everyone. And you just do it once and it's perfect and you're good. It, It doesn't work that way. It's constantly helping people. And that's the kind of thing that's going to attract people. I agree. 120,000%. Is there 120,000%? If not, of course, I will just take it. Just make it. (laughs) I'll just make it. I'll just make it and I'll take it and I'll own it. Um, Because you're right. It is about showing up. It's about taking action and it's about being consistently doing it. It's about creating this strategic plan of action because it's not, it's not just a plan. Like, Oh, I want a Mm -hmm. marketing plan. No, you don't want a marketing plan. What you want is a strategic plan of action. Mm -hmm. That says, okay, here's, this is the strategy. This is how we're going to do it. It's all mapped out. I got this big, huge digital footprint map and we know mm-hmm. we've colored it. We've said, we know everything that's going in everywhere. Yeah. But now I've broken it down to, this is what we do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that has to go somewhere else. Cause I'm not very good at that. It's about doing those things consistently all of the time. Mm-hmm. Is it one thing about online? This is just a bunch of bricks or building that road to your, your front door. And if you've 
forgotten to do a piece. Well, there's this big gap and traffic comes and it stops and it goes, well, uh, the road, I can see where the road is, but there's no bridge. There's no way for me to get from here to there. So they turn around and they go and they find your competitor that has the road that goes straight to them. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's a great analogy. Yeah. All those pieces are so important. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was someone that was an executive, why would I need to have a personal brand? I, you know, I'm already an executive. I'm already a VP CEO. Why would I need one? You want a promotion, you want um, to move into a different um, role, you want a board seat, um, all of those things. So yeah, that's that's what our clients come to us for. Yes, it's very important if you want mm-hmm. to be known and have people call you and say, hey, I want to, I heard about you, I want to talk to you about being on the board after you leave that company or when you retire. Yes. What is it that you want to do? Maybe you want to be a speaker afterwards. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to just have a legacy of some sort. Yeah. Are you planning on a retirement that's sitting by the river with a fish fishing pole every single day? Or do you want to be using your mind? Mm -hmm. Do you want people to come to you or do you want to have to be knocking down? Scrambling. And scrambling and trying to say, hey, look, I did this, 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 and this. And they're like, well, who are you? Mm Mm-hmm. That's very important. And it's very important, like you were saying, with promotions. How often do companies look at what people are doing online and their personal brand in order to figure out, okay, are we going to promote this person or not? I mean, if you're just a really proactive person and you are constantly getting asked, do speaking engagements, be on panels, more than likely, or at least you should um, make sure that you are informing people in, in you know, upper management who are above you, um, have that constant dialogue, right? So make sure they know that kind of thing. So know that you're in demand. If you're in demand, they're going to want to make sure they keep you. Because mm-hmm. the minute you're in demand, you're worth something. Yes. So if I was someone that needed to talk to you because I needed to revamp everything, Mm -hmm. who would I call? Who would I look to? Or where would I go? Clairebond.com. C-L-A-I-R-E-B-A-H-N.com. Tons of information. I have a free masterclass there. There are lots of blogs and other content that you can find where I really just talk about all these different niches when specifically when it deals with branding yourself and why it's important. So that is where I would go. You'll find all my socials and all that stuff too. Great. Thank you, Claire, very much for coming by and talking to me today on Brand Appeal. You have given everyone a lot to think about. Before we go, could you just give one last Claire tip about how to show your best or put your best foot forward? You know what? Just, just start, just do it. You know, don't, don't, don't have whatever doubts you have, whatever it is, just do it. Start somewhere. Even if you're super busy, just figure out like, okay, I can commit to this and just do it. So figure out what you're going to commit to and stand with it, stay with it, be committed and just do it. That's just, that's really the biggest thing. Some people have things that they're, they're afraid to do it. They're afraid of failing. They're afraid of not being perfect. They're afraid of whatever it is. They're too busy. There's so many excuses. Just cut the excuses and just do something. And, and ultimately the whole goal should just be to help other people. And that usually can get you out of your own way. I love that goal. (laughs) Right. If you're out helping other people or just being part of the conversation, people will take notice, even if they don't engage yeah. Even if they don't comment or like or anything else, they're making people, a little mental note. There are people who are watching. Yep. We call them lurkers and they're there. 
Mm -hmm. And they could be your boss or your next boss. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Shannon. This is great. Listener, I hope that you learned something today about how to tell your personal brand story, why it is important, and have made the commitment to start engaging with other people's content by asking a question or making a thoughtful comment on their posts. If you enjoyed today's podcast, learned something new, or you think Brand Appeal is something that someone you know needs to know about, please share this episode on your social media. And remember to tag me at Market Appeal on Facebook, at Market underscore Appeal on Instagram, at Shannon Peel One on Twitter, and at Shannon Peel on LinkedIn. I look forward to getting to know you, connecting with you on social media, but more importantly, I'd love it if you would drop by marketappeal.com, click on the community button and join Market Appeal. It's free to join and you can then get into the community, comment about the episodes, talk to other listeners, other guests and be part of the conversation. See you on social media or at marketappeal.com in the community. Peel out. <laughs>